Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Crawford. Welcome back to the Green Poll podcast. We're trying something revolutionary this week. That's two podcasts in quick succession. And uh, we're just like Marco Silva, we've kept an unchanged team. So putting up with me this evening are Alan Druitt Jr. Hello, Alan. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? I'm excellent, my friend. And Freddie Druitt has bunked off whatever he was doing to smuggle his way into the team again. Hello, Freddie. How's it going, mate? Good. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Right, well, unfortunately, some of our listeners have got several bones to pick with your dad. Um, did you see this, Alan? No. No, you're totally unaware. That's just how I like oh, about, it. Is it about the him and his header? Well, there, there's there's some comments. I mean, there's quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of very <laughs> nice comments on the internet actually for a change, saying that it was nice to hear the three of us talking about Fulham again. Um, I'm still astonished that anyone actually listens to this nonsense. Al. Um well, firstly, uh, E. A. Nichols. Um, it, this one is about the header. Uh, Raul. Created most of the chance. So first of all, in the comments, it's, he says, oh, or he or she actually says, I was listening to another podcast and a member of that podcast said she gave up on Raul as he has missed too many goals. I think he created most chances himself and has been very unlucky and his hold-up play has gone unnoticed by many. Now, someone says Raul did not jump to score his goal. I wonder if I've been watching different games but keep up your good work. I really enjoy it. Come on, you whites. Um, so, yeah, and, and someone else says, where is it? Uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Listen there, boys. Well done, especially Freddie. Well done, Freddie. The ball just hits him and there's his head. Comedy line, surely. Uh, I don't know what, how to describe that emoji, whether it's a winking, I'm not sure it's a winking face or a smile face. I mean, you can defend yourself. Uh, Al, do you, would you like to defend yourself? Uh, n nah, I don't need to defend myself. It was an easy header in the end. It was put on a plate by Paulinia. I'll You're literally by that. still sticking with the... Okay. You're like the Donald yeah, the Trump. Made the You're goal. the Donald Trump of this podcast. Even when presented with incontrovertible evidence that Jimenez actually jumped. He may, and... Okay, he may have jumped a little bit. But as I said, the goal was made <laughs> by the pass. <laughs> I'm not backtracking. All right, mate. Well, I'll reason. tell you what we'll do. We'll tell Raul he can have this weekend <laughs> off and you can go and play up front at St. James's Park and we'll see how you get on. Right. <clears throat> anyway, we are very appreciative of the uh of, of of the of the nice comments. And in that spirit, um I was busy yesterday, Alan, um celebrating a landmark that needs no more explanation. Um and we got some news through that uh there, there was a breaking news from Fulham, and I thought, oh goodness, have we sold someone? As you know, has somebody died? What could it possibly be? And we've got four more years of super burnt Leno in goal. Um, pretty good news, isn't it? Uh, it's phenomenal news. But before I touch on Leno, I just want to uh, wish you a happy fiftieth birthday for yesterday, Dan. <laughs> How old do you it's, think um... I am? <laughs> <laughs> you don't look a day over twenty-one, mate, but. No, I'm not sure that's uh, me true. and Freddie wish you a, a happy birthday for yesterday. Freddie, can you um, give him a slap, please? <laughs> Good boy. That's what I'm talking about. Now. Right, carry on. <laughs> but no, Leno, he's up there with the likes of Van der Sar and Schwarzer as 
uh, one of our greatest goalkeepers. Uh, we have been quite blessed with goalkeepers over the years, and he can do everything. He can his his ball his ball at his feet is is brilliant. I know Arsenal fans criticise that he's not a ball playing goalkeeper, but I think he does really well with the ball at his feet. His shot stopping is probably the best I've seen for a very very long time. Looks confident in the air, and he's built a good rapport with the defence. So four more years, it's a new contract. And it just shows that our club is now stable and the only way is up. Yeah, uh, Freddie, are you pleased that Bernd Leno is going to be sticking around? He's been, how, he's been really good, hasn't he, since he came in, mate? Yeah, one of the best goalkeepers I've seen in life. Mm. And what is it you like most about him? You know, Al's just touched on a few things there. He makes everything feel... He makes some really good saves, doesn't he? I mean... Is there, he has no right to save some of the shots that, that he does. Uh, yeah, but he he always, like, he he works harder than the other players because, like, when the ball is, like, he's good in the air because he's, like, I don't know how to explain it, but he's, like... He's confident in the area. Yeah, he? he's quite yeah, tall. He's very... He can claim the crosses. Yeah, you're, yeah, and you were going to say yeah. something else. He's good in the air. Carry on, mate. Yeah, he's good in the air, and he um, and he's he's like all he's good at like reflexes. So he mm. he kind of knows where people are going. Yeah. yeah, and he is better on that. You you mentioned it. I mean, you, you referenced the Arsenal fans. I'm not sure if it's the Arsenal fans or the Arsenal manager. He doesn't seem to be very good at picking goalkeepers because no if you i mean we won't turn this into an episode of the arsenal podcast but i felt like ramsdale has been harshly treated and you know we all know about the shortcomings of the bloke who's replaced him and i would have leno above all three you know as the best goalkeeper of the lot so i'm very grateful he's here and goalkeepers nowadays tend to get better as they get older. The two you referenced, um, Van Assar and Schwarzer, were arguably better in their 30s than they were earlier in their career. Uh, it's even true of people like Mike Taylor, um, who was before, obviously, Edvin. Um, and you know, we've been blessed with some really good goalkeepers going back. Tony Macedo is always the one that people mention. Um, I'm not quite... You know, despite Alan's barbs, I'm not quite old enough to have seen Tony Macedo play myself. Um, so really good news that Bernd <laughs> Leno has joined, uh, signing on the dotted line um, alongside Jao Polina and Harrison Reed and Anthony Robinson and maybe Tosin. Uh, there's some comment about that today. Tosin scored that wonderful header that we talked about on Sundays back in the team. Uh, be nice if, if Burnt could pass him the pen, wouldn't it, Alan? It would, it would. Yeah. Um, but it would be a good Christmas present as well if he can sign between now and then. We'll get on I to think that. We'll I think he will Christmas sign. We'll get on to Christmas presents in this sort of weird show that we're doing. Um, now we've obviously got uh, Newcastle on, on on Saturday, and that's not quite as fearsome a prospect as it might have been a few weeks ago, because, I mean, I, I've been reading some stat people suggesting that there's only three Premier League teams that have scored five goals in three consecutive matches. We surely can't go to Newcastle and score five goals. 
Can we? What? Why not? <laughs> well, why not? Uh, advance the case <laughs> for the, the for the prosecution. Go on, Al. Well, I look. I don't believe for one second we're going to score five on Saturday, but. But you don't believe him there's jump for the first goal, so we can count you out, Nostradamus. Go yeah, on. well, you know, what do I know? Um, yeah. But they have a lot of injuries. They're missing their captain, uh, Trippier, on Saturday. Uh, I think Wilson's back now, but he can't be 100% fit. It's, it's probably a good time to play Newcastle. They lost last night, home to AC Milan, so they're out of Europe altogether. Uh, there's a few fans now calling for Howe's head, which isn't probably the wisest thing from an outsider looking in at this moment in time. But look, we have to go there full of confidence. We've won three out of the last four, uh, two of them really convincingly. Confidence is high. And and yeah, why can't we go there and win and you know, score five? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I thought we were unlucky there last season. We, we won't dwell on some of the reasons uh, why that was, but... Um... That we've had, we have had a few iconic wins at uh, at Newcastle. Um, Robert Wilson scored a fantastic goal at, at St James's Park. I know you mentioned it in the chat that you have with him, um, and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll put that out for uh, for people. Um, and then in more recent times, obviously there it would have been four one. In the 2017-18 season, if Slavisa hadn't ordered Tim Ream to take the penalty at the very end, you remember this game where Tom Kenny was sensational that day, and 16-year-old Brian Sessignon shushed the Gallagate after he was on a hat trick, wasn't he, for that penalty as well? Yeah, I, I'm not sure I understand what happened there. Even five years later. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, that was an incredible performance because Newcastle pretty much ran away with the championship that year, didn't they? They did. Didn't we beat him at home as well? We did, yeah, I think so. First day of the season, wasn't it? Matt Smith Heather. Yeah, Matt Smith. Yeah. But that that and that was that midfield triumvirate, wasn't it, of uh McDonald, Johansson, and obviously the man of the moment that we've all been talking about this week, Tom Kearney. Um Talk to me about Tom Kearney, Al. I'm not sure we can say more than what's already been said, but fantastic to see him playing so well and, and really controlling games in the midfield. And he does deserve all of the accolades that he is getting this week, no? Oh, he does. Um, he joined He joined us at a tough time for us as a, as a football club. Kit Simons was, was in charge. He had to play alongside the likes of Jamie O'Hara, Jazz Richards, a few others to mention, but he's stuck with us. He's not had the best of luck when it comes to injuries either, but he's a phenomenal footballer and he does make a huge difference to us uh, when he is in the starting eleven. It's just a shame that the injuries have sort of played his career a little bit, especially over recent years. Um, but Fulham are a much better team with him in the squad. We're in the starting eleven, then without him, and he—I thought he made a—I think he made a, a tweet the other day, and he said there's many more memories to make yet. Mm, and yeah. when when he does sort of get to ten years, I really hope he does have a a testimonial, and he he deserves legendary status, 
at Fulham. If he hasn't got it already, he will definitely have it once he hangs up his boots. Um, where, do you, where, do you think we, where do you think we should put the statue? Oh. Um, on the riverside? Going, going along on that new walk? You could call it Tom Kearney Walk because you can't really run these days. It's a bit harsh. No. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Tom, sorry T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's plenty of spaces you can put it maybe as you walk into the hammy end which links up with a Johnny Ainge stand I'm sure you can find a statue there we could put him on Stevenage Road sort of the other end to uh, to Johnny Haynes it'd be quite nice wouldn't it We'd have yeah. two number 10s linking the way to the but uh, yeah there's plenty. let's not write him off just yet there's plenty, as he said there's plenty more um, memories to come and how will we go about uh, what would you do going to going to Newcastle we we sort of touched on Newcastle um, not going so well at the moment but they, they do have quite a fearsome forward line and they'll want to put right the, the, the poor performances and poor results certainly that they've, they've had of late I don't think we're going to quite have as much of the ball as we did in those two home games what would you do team-wise? So, interestingly, William is available as of we speak. You'll have to train tomorrow, of course. Um, Issa Deal is available after a long time out since September. Uh, Tim Ream is not. He's done his calf and obviously um, Adama Traore is missing. He's fast becoming the new Yari Littman. Uh What would you do, Al? Same team? Is that a bit risky? If everyone's fit enough, then yeah, I don't think you want to change too much or change it all if you can help it. Um, I don't think William will play. I think he's obviously nursing an injury because he's come off twice now in the last two home games. So I'd probably expect to see a Wobie on the left, Wilson on oh, the right. Okay. Um, but then the rest will stay the same. That's what I'd probably do. Um, okay. And if Kenny, if Kenny can play again, then he has to start. But, yeah, I don't think we'll see too many uh, changes. All right, Freddie, what are you saying? Are you going to go with the same team or change it up? Um, uh, you can't put the same... Well, you, I think we're going to play the same team mm. for maybe, like, one or two changes. Okay. But Where are you thinking of changes? Go on, mate. Uh, maybe, um, maybe, I don't maybe. know, maybe like Paulinho or, or maybe Reed might come on. So Reed could, that was the one I was going to talk about. When you're playing at uh, St. James's Park, you probably need to shut it down a little bit. If Kearney's, I mean, Kearney will want to play and you're not going to drop Paulinho, Freddie. I, I should hope not, or I'll send you to a detention. Um, <laughs> uh, but we would put Reed in the centre of midfield, um, possibly. The one thing they've, uh, or just, you know, Castagna's been doing really well at right back, but Tete had a good game at Anfield. Is there a, you know, to deal with Anthony Gordon, Al? Tete's he's a, he's doubtful. Well, I know, well. but to deal with, they, they do have pace out wide. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you might stick Tete in there. And the other thing is, tactically, I thought we played with Andreas Pereira a lot deeper on 
in the last couple of games, almost as a sort of classical midfield three. Pereira a lot deeper rather than in the hole. And I just wonder if we get a little bit... Um, more protection. A little bit more protection, but a little bit more intensity in the midfield. Um, and Pereira seems much more involved in the game, but then you don't want Jimenez out-isolated up the top. Difficult one to, to to work out, isn't it? But it's nice, you know, imagine if... I don't know the last time that we haven't changed the team for two consecutive games in the Premier League. It's got to be a long time, that. Yeah, so... Um, go on. I think the way we set up at Liverpool would probably be the team to go for. Obviously, except ream out and bring in tossings. I think that eleven is almost identical with how you've you've put it in there. But I, I look, Castagna's been brilliant. But for me, Tesse, he's our number one right back when yeah, he's but, fit. Uh, yeah, and he and he is fit. So um, he's waiting so for, for me, yeah, I'd always play Tesse. Um, oh, you would, so you would make a change. I'm glad we got there in the end, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, then, he's mate. one of the he's one of the uh, the best right backs in the league. For me. But there's, there is um, something to be said for like if you've got the shirt and you've done well, uh, but we've also we've got a lot of games, so I didn't want to touch. This is on... it, and this is why I think Freddie mentioned about Paulinho maybe dropping out because maybe Silva does have one eye on the Everton game on Tuesday because that's only three days after the new the uh, Newcastle game, and there's a real chance there to to perhaps get to a final and, and steady, go back to Wembley. Steady, but it just. Just touching on that, we did have a laugh, didn't we? Um, before the the Norwich game, I think, and we mm. spoke about a potential cup run. We did. And here we are. Well, this and is here a Fulham cup. This is a Fulham cup run, isn't it? I mean, this well, qualifies. Yeah, talk it to talk it into existence, Dan, and it will happen. Well, so about that, the number of things <laughs> I've tried to talk into existence over the years. <laughs> it's a family show, so we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> right, that moving swiftly on. There is one. Uh, 4-1 win that I haven't mentioned yet because we kind of got sidetracked. The famous, two th- well, for me anyway, the famous uh, 2005 win, 2004-5 win at St. James's Park where big Norm Crossley saved everything, including one with his face, and we won 4-1 at Newcastle and Graham Sooners got sent off and it was absolutely fantastic. Great play from... Steve Malbron and Louis Barmorte. Um, and that will always live in the memory as a great Fulham away performance. Maybe not the most dominant performance, but a wonderful counter-attacking performance. And we did, of course, win there the following year when a certain Scott Parker crocked Jimmy Bullard. We came from behind with two goals in the last five minutes. Brian McBride and Carlos Bocanegra. I so, was at that game. You were? That's that's the first time I remember winning at St James's Park. That I was there. With probably the last time for a long time. You probably cursed it. Yeah, and I went up there a few times after, and we got battered every time. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember um, a few of them. Yeah, but no, that game in particular, it was a weird, weird atmosphere when Bullard got taken off because you could see it was it was a nasty one. Dreadful, yeah. Um, and we were awful that game. What I remember, and then out of nowhere, McBride equalizes and Bocanegra scores the winner with minutes to go. Um, but it's a lovely place to go to Newcastle, isn't it? I'm really looking forward to my uh, my my trip up there. It's going to be brilliant. Um, it'll be even more brilliant if we can put a performance together. That'll be fantastic. 
Right. So what remains is, I know we've fallen behind on a little bit of this, but I need a prediction, at least from the two of you. Freddie, what's your prediction for Saturday? It kind of matters how you play all. No, um, come on. No, I need a scoreline. Okay, What's it going to be? Okay, okay, okay. 2 2. Oh, Desmond. Ooh. 2 2. Yeah, well, what's, uh, how optimistic are you feeling, Alan? Do you know what? Gonna be I'm going to go. I am. I'm going to go 3 1 Fulham. Wow. That sounds good. I mean, I've, only, I've, I've already done mine because I'm in a league of predictions. And I went for a 1 all. And the more I've thought about it, the more I'm, well, let's not say I'm optimistic because we know what happens when I predict something. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with my one all because I'd be very happy with a point. Um, oh, yeah. But the the mood we're in, um, it's, uh, we, 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 we've got a chance. I love the way Silver is like, and he did say in the press conference, we're going to embrace the challenge. We're going to go there and play. And that is just great to see us playing this way after what came before Marco Silva and and the fact that the players are so drilled in the uh, the fluid tactical football, you know, it's wonderful to watch, isn't it? It is. And I think the St. James's Park actually helps us because the pitch does seem to be uh, fairly big and with our attacking wing-backs and the way we like to get the ball out wide quickly, it, it could be made for us on Saturday and the first 15 minutes are crucial. If we can get on the ball, get on the front foot and perhaps score a goal, that St. James's Park crowd's going to get on their backs and we could make it not comfortable, that's probably the wrong word to use, but we could make it... Make it uncomfortable you know, for them is what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. No, but I'm we not, have to go there full of confidence. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, right, uh, you mentioned it earlier, talking about sort of Christmas presents for the Fulham faithful, and maybe, you know, uh, we could get a toasting contract extension. Uh, what do you want for what would you want for Christmas as your Fulham present, Alan? What would I want for Christmas as my Fulham present? Yeah, you know, like like we're coming into the come on, get in the spirit. It's Christmas, you know. If you there, there, there's loads of people listening to this. You know, if you could, if you had to get have something, for, if you, you know, if you if Fulham Football Club could give you anything for Christmas, mm. say, Al, you've been a real loyal supporter. You know, what are you going to have for Christmas? What do you want? I want a copy of the eviction notice of Chelsea Football Club out of SW6. Yeah, we're not allowed to mention them on the podcast. <laughs> You've done it again, and in 2024, I'm going to collect the fines. So yeah, including no, for me. Okay, go on. Going to give me a serious answer. Go on. I'll give you a serious answer now. Uh, For the first time, everybody. I know. Tell me about it. Uh, Probably uh, the third shirt. I'm a huge fan of that one. Well, it's like the... The black one. Yeah, the black one with the pink stripes. But, Freddie, don't you think your dad dad would look better in the pink one? (laughs) Don't don't you, Fred? What do you think, Freddie? You think Alan would look better in the pink? Um, <laughs> oh, it's a lot. Yeah, I think you would. He'd start calling me Barbie, wouldn't he? Well, why not? <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> Barbie, Dad. Well, it's fine. So, so you can have the black one. I'm quite partial to that pink, actually. 
It's a it bit, is nice. It's a bit. It's a bit shock pink for me, but you know. And that is because somebody I once went out with said that pink is not my colour and I should never wear it. And then when we broke up, I, I found I had a lot of pink in my wardrobe. And, yeah, I wore it as a rebellion. Um, Good on you, Dan. Good on you. Yeah. She's yeah. lost out. So we've covered uh, the game on Saturday at Newcastle. We just want to wish all the other Fulham teams in action, including Fulham's under-18s, who are at Cardiff City on Friday night in the FA Youth Cup third round tie, which you can watch live for free on FFC TV. We want to wish Ali Millil's side all the very best uh, in their first FA Youth Cup tie, hopefully, of the season. Uh, thanks to Alan and Freddie uh, for keeping me company, or rather putting up with me uh, for this episode. And we'll be back following the trip to St James's Park. So have a good weekend, everyone, and come on, you whites. <laughs>